Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are projected from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Y'all know about mole people, right? Obviously, there's the crazy science fiction of like half mole, half person, mole people living underground in a subterranean world that are either the direct evolution of people or the precursor to the humans we know today. But like that's almost certainly probably maybe not true. It just like brings up too many questions. So anyway, I'm talking about like real mole people. Well, not like real, real mole people that I just mentioned, but like the people the media used to call mole people. It's kind of sad, honestly. They're just homeless people that live in sewers and subways and other underground man-made structures to, like, stay dry and out of the weather. So, like, I know we've been kind of just messing people up around here when they get kind of feisty, but, like, down there, maybe it should be, like, a little less, or at least not, like, on site, because they just homeless, and I'm not trying to fight homeless folks no more. But, like, it sounds like this Underdark place is way more subterranean, and this place has been mad weird, so maybe don't rule out real, real mole people. In fact, we might want to bring some, like, toothpaste or, like... Actually, y'all heard of concave hollow earth theory? I never put much merit in it, but, like, maybe that's what happened. You know, it's like the theory that the earth is hollow, but what we know is was earth and the universe is actually the interior of it. So maybe we, like, somehow went to the other side and we're actually on the interior of the earth here in Fendrea. Then, when we go to the Underdark, it's actually just, like, gonna bring us back to Earth if we go deep enough. Shit, holy, oh man. Dude, I can't believe we just proved concave hollow Earth theory. Wait, are are y'all still listening? This shit is important, I'm trying to educate. Hello everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my down-under cast and crew... Ryan McManus. Oh, God. I feel like I have to do like an Australian accent now for my intro. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, a.k.a. Wolfgang Von Shakespeare, an emo at heart musician who would like to formally apologize to Blueberry for always blurting out our names in public. This bad habit stems from Sebastian's incredibly poor memory, especially with names. So he has to constantly <laughs> say everyone's name out loud or he will promptly forget. 
He isn't quite sure if this has anything to do with him shouting out the party's incredibly important information at the most inopportune times. <laughs> but he's just going to say it does because it makes him feel better. Oh my god. So you're giving a canon reason for you not remembering to stop yelling the names out in combat. Correct. <laughs> so now no one can make fun of me for it. There's no more yelling well, at Ryan. Blueberry doesn't know this. Yeah, she can't hear this intro. What are you talking about? That's, that's, that's meta as shit right there. <laughs> Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, who has been in at least six Hollywood projects produced by her mother but has refused to ever be in a project directed by her father because she's convinced that for some reason that will be interpreted more as nepotism than working on a film produced by her mom. That's it. That feels like Ooh. sexism. No, I think it's more about the directing rather than the producing yeah. because like directors uh, are on yeah, okay. set and like right. you're interacting with them. Fair, fair. And it's people talk more about the director of a movie than the producer of a movie. Yeah, yeah, you true. You true, you true. We have Nigel Deacon. What's cracking? Xander Gucci Supreme, who is... Just so proud of his fellow cast and crew. So many successful B&Es in the last week. Like, sure, at least one of them would catch him with an assault charge back home, but he was so sure that Sebastian Blue and Jet were way too white bread to pull these things off. And here they are, just absolutely killing it. Or, I mean, knocking it out. Hey. B&E? Breaking and entering. Breaking and entering. Breaking and entering. Breaking and entering. Which we have done a lot of. We've done a lot of it lately. We, we've done a lot. <laughs> have we? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we broke into the one guy's house. To get into the prison, and the prison could be counted as one. That's a two for one right there. And then we just broke into the lighthouse. Not only that, you did it in Pastow, too, in Valorant. Lots of B&Es. <laughs> Lots of B&Es. My God, are we the bad guys? No. No. <laughs> yes. Finally, we have Vince Perino. Jet the Boulder Chambers, and fun food fact about Jet is he is a very, Always. very, very firm believer that if you have round pizza slices, you must do the V-fold. If you do not, you are a heathen, True. and you do not deserve to eat that round piece of pizza. Agreed. It's just the easiest way to eat pizza. When you say round piece, you don't mean circular, you mean the crust is curved? Yes. Yeah, it's like a slice of pizza... From a round pie. Okay, but a slice of it, not a triangle. Yeah, yeah. Still. And then, and then when you grab it, you got you got to do the fold. Okay. It's just it's the easiest way to eat pizza. True, it is. Like if you're just eating a flat piece of pizza, you're eat, trying to eat like a whole plate that you're holding from one end. That doesn't <laughs> make any floppy. sense. It's it's all about the support and the form to fit into the mouth. Yo, and can we talk about how absolutely disgusting it is that people do the opposite fold so the cheese goes on your tongue? What? Wait, what? They invert it? Yeah. Explain yourself. So the normal fold, people will reverse that. So, like, you're basically holding cheese on cheese. Ooh. That might be a game changer. It's cheese outside, so the cheese hits your tongue directly. Holy shit. I'm going to try that next time. That sounds like gravity would work against you. Right? Yeah, the cheese just going to fall out. Exactly. No, that is not real. I, I do not believe that's a real thing. I swear to God. Y'all got to eat pizza that is, like, structured better. Like, come on. Man. I There's so much pizza <laughs> that I've had that would not fall to pieces if you held it like that because it's, like, cooked well and it's, like, 
able to stay together and be cohesive. Yeah, but what if you got something like Chicken Bacon Ranch or uh, like an everything? You, I don't think you're supposed to do it with that. It's just a plain <laughs> cheese. It's sounding like these these people would do it. Like, you can't make that assumption. You just heard about them. You can't make an assumption about them. <laughs> I feel like they're just going to naturally <laughs> do it with like an everything pizza. And next thing you know, everything's all over their lap and they're crying. And I'm like, ah, well, you deserve it. <laughs> they're crying. <laughs> Not to derail anymore, but I was just thinking. So there's this thing about an hour from us, our hometown. Their main thing in this city is cold cheese pizza. Oh, cold cheese pizza. So good. They serve it? Mm-hmm. But it's not a cold slice of cheese pizza. So you have to get like a slice of a circular pizza, like a circular slice that is hot. And then they put cold shredded mozzarella cheese on top of that. What? Yeah, yeah. It's really good. They literally just take a huge mound of this really cold shredded mozz and then they put it on the slice and they give it to you. And it's so hot, the slices, that it like slowly melts that cheese. So it's just like melting while you're eating it. Oh, I've it's so heard good. that it's only good to people that don't live in redacted the town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting bleeped God again. Damn it. I swear the only person I ever Dude. have to beep is you, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like Sebastian, I just like I just get uh forgetful that I'm DDoSing us every time or doxing us every time. Not DDoSing. Everyone's internet is fine. <laughs> All right, let's just get right into it. Talk about what happened last time. You started off, you spoke with Matthias about the Nathrix and how its eyes can help fix Kingsley's magic. He told you the Nathrix is dangerous, evil, making its prey suffer before destroying it. And it will be hard to find as it is inside Fendrea, deep in the Underdark. Speaking of the Underdark, you learn that Fendrea is completely hollow. There are entire cities inside that have their own politics, and the inside of Fendrea is perhaps larger than the plane itself because of all of its different layers. Matthias told you to find an entrance to the Underdark and told you that a few drow have been seen in Faramore, at the docks, as well as a nearby a local bar, both at nighttime. Matthias gave you a scroll of disguise self, as well as gave you a skeleton key of knock with eight charges. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hell yeah. Then you all decided to head to find the drunken man who was attacked at night. You walked through Faramore and met up with Fred Ben Scott Bob, who you tricked into telling you the drow were seen heading to the nearby Tolaby Lighthouse, and that he would give you some gold if you could give him proof that he got his revenge. You all decided to head to the lighthouse to see what was up. You broke in by finding an open window and all managed to hide before three drow came in from the lighthouse tower searching for you all. You sprung on them as they came in the room. What followed was a crossbow duel, a tense standoff with a sordid drow, jet, and a wolf, and one drow burnt to a crisp on the ground. You chased the last one as she began running to another staircase heading downward. Blueberry was able to stop her from traversing down the stairs with a well-timed bite takedown. You received a few goodies, 480 gold total, some simple vials of poison, Sebastian got some bracers that helped crossbows to be used easier, and Xander grabbed Seldesmere's Piwafwee. Xander also snagged some teeth from the dead drow, Blueberry snagged a short sword and rifled through the nearby desk. She discovered a shipping schedule, a lighthouse schedule, an elven note on how and when to start the lighthouse without being exposed to the light above. One shipping schedule is highlighted more than the others that had all nighttime deliveries on it and previous manifests from earlier deliveries. Final thing you read was a torn note that says, 
The tears must be doused when you run out of product. You all rejoined together and went down the stairs where the last drow was running to, a deep descent later, into the rock underneath Faramore. Now you are standing in this small room underneath the lighthouse, broken wall and tunnel system ahead of you, drag marks on the ground. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? I have another question. How do we know it said the tears must be doused and it doesn't say the tears must be doused? <gasps> Ooh. Because right before it says tears, they wrote T-I-E-R-S and then crossed it out. Oh, that's nice. Also, the uh, the S has a teardrop tattoo right below its curve. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, okay, so we, uh, I think we found it. Uh, we should go back. Does this feel like we are under the dark? Seems pretty dark to me. At least it would lead to it. Either way, I don't want to find out. Do we want to send Namora forward a little bit? See what we can find and then just kind of go back? Is he going to come back? I mean, he can always come back. I am worried about him. Yeah, let's get go. Just go. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send Namora down into the hole in the wall. Question, does Nomura have dark vision? I'm assuming yes. Yes, he's um, 60 feet, I think. The caves here are long, not very winding. It's really dark down here. Blueberry can see a little bit in front of her, but since you guys are staying back, Nomura begins flying. Again, they are not seeing super far. The first tunnel goes for quite some time before Nomura can see an entryway that enters this tunnel from the east. You are heading northward towards, like, more underneath the city. At least that's what you guys can figure out through basic reasoning and how the staircase moved and everything. And Namora, from where they are, can see a faint flicker of light down this side passage. Though they can see the drag marks continue down the main passage going forward. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure Namora can move up to 100 feet and then see 60 feet from wherever they are. So they're about 100 feet away from you at this point, where they are at this intersection, where the drag marks continue, and then there's a flicker of light to the east. I will relay the information to the group. What do we think could have been dragged? Can we tell what the drag marks look like, possibly? Yeah, can I, can I investigate these drag marks? Both of you can give me investigation, Sebastian with disadvantage. What? It is dark. <sighs> you right. Yeah, you don't have dark vision, right? Could I use survival? Yes, you may. Ha ha ha. Oh, first roll was a nat 20. Oh, and that was a nat one. And that was a nat one. Uh, <laughs> you guys, come on. <laughs> so that's a five. I imagine like both of them looking at each other's footprints. It's just like walking <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> Someone has vans? Like how? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I've seen this thread pattern in journeys at one point. Uh, Blueberry, I mean, with a five, all you know is that whatever this was being dragged, pretty heavy. Uh, heavy. Okay, I want to go. I'm scared, and I don't want to get into nonsense before resting up or something. Now that we know where we should be, we, we should go back and talk to everyone real quick. Let's get some rest. Let's figure out exactly what we want to do. Game plan and stuff, right? Yeah. Go team. You guys head back to the main floor of the lighthouse. You see 
to drow that you have incapacitated in their little beds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're both still unconscious, as well as there is a body in the hay in the main room. So here's the problem. If we don't just go forward now, these guys are clearly going to wake up, and it's not like we're going to have more of a problem when we come back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're probably going to get their friends. Is it illegal to be a drow? Like, why were they pointed out by the people? Like, why are they like, oh, there's drow here? Like, is that is it illegal to be a drow? That doesn't seem right. I don't know why they would be illegal. That's messed up. We've been here, like, what, like a week and a half, two weeks now? And, I mean, we've never seen anything like them. So maybe they just, maybe they only live underground. Yeah, maybe they just don't like the sun. Yeah, they could be daytime sleepy. Daytime sleepy. <laughs> Bringing that back, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember when that was. I just remember the joke. Was that like episode two or three? I think so. Yeah, like... It was like Frederick. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did we see any like police stations or anything around? <laughs> like when we were walking through the, the town? Police stations? Do they have authorities? Like a guard. <laughs> there are authorities. In... We, saw, we, we went past the barracks. Give me a wisdom check to see what you remember, Xander. Do the cops have a form of, like, wee-woos? <laughs> Magical wee-woos? Uh, 17. Xander, you remember there is a prison on the second floor of this lighthouse. Ooh! So, y'all, there's a prison upstairs, and we got some bodies. Some bodies. <laughs> that, I had God to fight it. my brain saying that. I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> are, are are you are you inferring that we tie up these people upstairs? I mean, they're already tied up. No, we just put them in the prison and and leave them there. We should definitely do that. Actually, it'll stop them from going for their friends. Yeah, unless they can like magic message them or something. And then we can like put an apple in their mouth so that they can eat <laughs> and not talk. We yeah, we'll leave food in their cages with them. But if we do that, we have to make sure that we come back in a reasonable amount yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, leaving a dog at home. You can't just leave it there all day. You got to let it out. You got to take care of it. You got to water yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, we won't. We won't. We just got to figure this thing out. And then we'll, like, put them to sleep or something. And then we'll unlock the cages. And then we'll run away. Uh, uh, uh-oh. Uh I, I thought I thought of big problem. Um, Blueberry, you remember your shipping thing that you got off the desk? Yeah. Uh, They said there's a shipment coming tonight. Ooh. Oh. What did it say that there was shipping? Did it say? I mean, they probably just shipped them into the garage, right? They're not going to ship them up into the prison. Would someone need to be here to open up those big doors? Does a lighthouse have a garage? The main room is like a garage. It has a dock, specifically, that says where the pickup will be. Oh, so possibly these guys, possibly their friends, are supposed to meet them for the shipment. Do we just go pick it up? <laughs> I feel like we could just avoid it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we could probably, like, trick them and be like, oh, we're hired help. But, like, we can just not go to the dock. What are they going to do? Like, come looking? Like, they, right. they don't got time for that. Let's leave a note. Let's leave a note in the garage somewhere in the main room that's just like, hey, we went out for... um Falafel. Falafels. So that s- someone gets here and they're like, oh, they're not here. Okay. We should put it on the outside of the door so they don't come in. Okay. Yeah, that, that door that Jet found where it, it looked like people were loading shit up into the, the room. Yeah, we could leave the little paper like how UPS does that says, no, you know, here's my signature. Leave it at the door. Perfect. 
Okay, I go up back up into the main room. There's definitely paper on the desk and writing utensils. I'm going to write, we went out for falafel, be back later, and a, a dash and an, a fancy S. <laughs> While you're over here, you can see that shipping manifest again. The next shipment that is tonight says they are receiving a case of green olives, a case of white onions, and two barrels of whale oil. No one's going to freak out if they don't show up to pick up their shipment. Wouldn't it just be like return to sender at that point? Yeah, right? While you're here, one thing I forgot to mention last time you were here is on this desk, there is a picture of two halflings together. One older gentleman and a much younger but similar face shape that are like posing together for a painting. Wait, why? Have we seen them before or no? Do they look familiar to us? They don't. There's just a little miniature painting of some halflings? Yeah, it looks like it's been here a while. There's nothing on the back. You flip it over. It says Tolaby Family Reunion (gasps) and then has a date on it. (gasps) Oh my god, so this lighthouse is owned by halflings. Okay. Um, So, Jack, can you do the main heavy lifting to bring these guys back up to the cells? All right, all right, all right. Where are they at? Let's grab them. What do we do with the dead one? She's in the hay. I'm going to yell from up top, leave it! Yeah, I'm going to bring them upstairs, and I want to put them in the cells. And the manacles. I want to grab some apples. And the manacles. You take some time to drag these bodies. It's like 20 feet worth of stairs. He's strong. I don't think he has to drag. Fireman carry. Yeah, they're not They're not huge. You're able to fireman carry one up. As you get up here again, you see the same things that they saw earlier. This time, the sun is out and shining bright in this room. Oh, yeah. Took down the tarp. That'll help. Oh. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. You also see the pulley system that Sebastian rode up, and you're able to throw them into the prison. Are there keys anywhere? I want to double check their bodies, too, to make sure that they don't have, like, any keys or any lockpicking utensils on on their bodies. From what you guys gathered earlier, they didn't have anything like that on them. You took basically everything off of them. You throw them in there. You find the keys in this desk that is on this floor. As I said earlier, there's a bunch of vegetables and then some water skins and a water trough nearby. Yeah, we'll leave a bunch of that in there. So mm-hmm. Bring the whole water trough. Don't put them near each other. Yeah, we'll bring it in there. And I, I want to make sure that they're far apart enough where they can't interact with each other, touch each other, or anything like that. Who's keeping the keys? I'll take them. Okay. If if they're daytime sleepy and you said they probably don't like the sun, it's pretty goddamn bright up here now, Blueberry. I know. I feel like that's a good thing. Okay. And I throw a cassette into the prison. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it to be easy for them. They are caged, and you close and lock that door. Sorry, sorry, this is temporary. We'll be back. Sorry, you'll be fine. I leave, I leave. Blueberry, you run around the outside of the lighthouse to put your little note up. Where are you headed to? So are we skipping the shipping place, going straight back to school? I mean, falafel and then school? Yeah, falafel. Yeah, we gotta make sure we get falafel. I mean, it is still somewhat light out. It's going to be like 6 p.m. So sun will start going down soon. Oh, snap. Wait, Blueberry? Hmm? Didn't you say the lighthouse needed to be lit at 6 (laughs) p.m.? (laughs) What time did the thing say it needed to be lit? (laughs) 6.30. 
Let's try to follow the instructions, because there were instructions, and try just try to light it right now. I don't want any ships to get hurt. Someone help Give me. Give me investigation. Somebody help me. On it. Can I just cast Sacred Flame on it? <laughs> yeah, you do so. It does its deck save and immediately fails. Actually, I'm going to cast Guidance on Sebastian and, and let him handle this. And just let, you know, nature guide you. Oh, God. Okay. Xander, you can see that it actually does light when you use Sacred Flame, but just for a moment, it doesn't seem like that flame lasts very long before petering out. Hmm. Bummer. All right. Nothing can be done. Leave. Sebastian, give me an intelligence check with advantage plus guidance. Can I Can I bring Jack up here too? Because I, I think we need a barrel of the whale oil, right? And that's probably heavy as fuck. <gasps> Pulley system. Jet! There's already some in the like jail area. Perfect. That's another nat one. So let's see, because this night dice is now with advantage. Banned. Oh well, I have advantage. I'm just saying that's two nat ones in a row. Oof. Oh god. Uh, what what's guidance? D four. Oh god. Twelve. Oof. This is not that hard. You figure out really quickly that you can skip half the instructions because you can get into sunlight pretty easily. All you need to do, and you're easily able to instruct Jet on how to move the barrels and stuff, is connect this barrel in a specific place, take the empty barrel down, and connect like a... It's similar to like a hose that essentially constantly sprays whale oil. You start spraying that oil into the air as like a mist, and it gets like really gross really quickly. Ew! Sander! Yo. Can you explode something for me? Yeah. The mist, uh, a- anywhere. I can instantly light a candle, a torch, or a small campfire, so I will druidcraft that to light it. Xander comes up all excited he's going to help, but Blueberry's already got it, ignites that. And you can see that now this mist, instead of just spraying everywhere, is a flammable mist that is creating this ever-glowing fire. And then all Sebastian does is turn a small crank, and that begins the concave mirror that goes behind the flame and it rotates back and forth in a half circle sending that light over the sea <laughs> lit we did it okay let's get out of here hey jet i'm gonna pull jet aside super quick yeah can you read these instructions i'm assuming these are from those guys it says a lot of stuff about being out of the sunlight and we just locked them in a cage with inevitable sunlight uh uh-huh uh-huh is that torture uh i mean <laughs> special do we know if it if the sun even hurts them according to these instructions they are trying to avoid it as much as humanly possible so here's what we can do i think the safest place for both them and us is for them to be in the jail cells here but what if we just give them some blankets just throw a tarp over them. We'll have it there. We'll leave it. Let's leave a little note for them saying we we know you're not supposed to be in the sun. Here's a tarp. Deal with it. Okay. I like that. Just in case. What a rude note. Hey, hey, they came at us first. We don't have to be gentlemen, do we? No. It's, I mean, just don't leave the note. It's just, it seems like a bit like extra work. But we're also showing them that we care. They attacked us. Why do we have to care? We can, I could just torture them. I could just leave them in the sun. It'd be fine. Fine. That sounds good. Let's go. But I want to be the better man. I'm leaving. I don't think they're burning. It's just annoying. 
I'm going to put the tarp in there and I'm going to, uh, can I grab a piece of paper and a writing utensil and write a little note? Chet does so while the rest of you climb down the tower. You drop two tarps in there for him uh, and write your, your deal with it note. And I want to put a little kissy thing on it. What? Lipstick? But yeah, like like a little lipstick kiss <laughs> on it. Do you have lipstick on? You're wearing lipstick? Don't ask questions. <laughs> Does it work? That's my question. It's just greasy lips, man. Ew. It's just greasy, greasy lips. I haven't showered in a week. Ew. I secretly just puckered up to the whale oil mist. <laughs> Ew. Gross. <laughs> when Jet leaves, Namora eats the note. God <laughs> damn it. And you guys leave Tolaby Lighthouse. You leave that note on the door. You guys can go out the main door if you want this time and just lock it behind you. It's, it's real easy to do instead of having to climb through the window. We have the key for the front door? Yeah. We'll say you found it on one of the drow, actually. Okay. So I'll just keep all the keys on me since I have the jail key. You guys are heading to Falafel? Yeah. Falafel. You leave Tolby Lighthouse. And as you go to the promenade, Lamanade, you guys head towards the very main portion of this city. You come upon a large castle that you saw earlier in the center of this island, but in front of this castle, as you're walking by, is a large rectangular courtyard. You see some beautiful statues out front, like I said earlier. The structure of the castle itself is this white stone with an aquamarine roof, but the courtyard is something you didn't really look at before. This courtyard has a fountain in the middle. It looks decorative, but nothing special. The main attraction in this courtyard is four large evergreen trees, one at each corner of this rectangular area. The area around them is bare of any other plant life, and when looking closely, you can actually see that the grass nearby them is actually an illusion. All four of them have guards underneath them, and there seems to be many guards patrolling the courtyard. There is a group here who is currently on their knees, all looking at one tree in the corner, praying with their eyes closed. Some other people are picnicking on the grass, and you can see even children are not allowed to get too close to the trees as some guards shoo away a little boy chasing a ball. This is weird. Are they, like, worshipping the trees? Isn't that kind of what you do, Blueberry? Yeah, kinda, but not with fake grass and shooing people away. I'm gonna approach one of the guards. Yo, dog, we're new in town. What's going on with these trees? The guard you approach is a female human. She is standing there. She she doesn't have any weapons drawn or anything like that. Oh my god. I think I just blacked out there for a minute. Tree duty so boring. What's what'd you say? New here? Uh have you been to Insomnia Falafel yet? Insomnia <laughs> Stop. You better get there soon. The lines go super long, especially late at night. All right. Well, tight, tight. Uh, we're, so, yeah, we're on our way, but we saw these trees and we were just th- like wondering, like, what's going on? We're, we're new here. Moon trees. Okay. Can you elaborate just a little bit further? <laughs> moon trees. You know, Saitia, moon god. She sent these down for us. Saitia. These four. And she points to the four evergreen trees. All right. Thank you for your time. And I'll go back to the group and just... She was no help. They're moon trees. Get the fries! (laughs) All right, so she recommends the falafel place a little bit further. That's tight. 
I don't know what a moon tree is. What is the statue of? So there are many statues. The statues are not in the courtyard itself. They are near the castle, which overlooks the courtyard. And they seem to be of nobility. Oh, it's a fountain. Yes. In the middle, it's just a plain fountain. The fountain doesn't look anything exciting. It doesn't have a statue or anything on it. You want to steal some wishes from that one too, Blue? (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know what you're talking about. Xander, why were there guards by the tree? Uh, Question one. When we were in Valorith, you wanted to take the coins out of the fountain, and I accused you of stealing wishes from the fountain. It doesn't cancel the wishes! You're still stealing from, like, homies that are just trying to make a wish, dog. It seems it's just dark. The wish was already made! Doesn't mean it came true. It makes no difference. And you just solidified that it won't. No! That's not how it works! If it didn't already happen and you took it out, that means the magic's gone. That's not true. What do you know about wishes, Blueberry? You're a vegan. What? What? (laughs) What does that have to do with anything? I am an expert at manifestation. Thank you very much. Yep, manifest destiny this dick, all right? (laughs) 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 Uh, Sebastian, they are guarding the moon trees... I still, I don't know what a moon tree is, but it seems like some sort of religious, so there's something going on here. Do the trees look like normal trees to me? So the trees are evergreen trees. They look like normal trees. It is just that they don't look like all the other trees around. It's not common for like the evergreen trees and the trees around here to be like pine needly stuff. So it just looks like these four trees are kind of out of place and they are perfectly placed in a rectangle while the others all around and in the city are just kind of randomly placed. And they're pretty damn tall. Can I guess how old they are? Give me nature. 11. They are tall enough where you know they're at least a century old. Mm. I mean, the trees are pretty cool. But why do they need guards around them? So no one chops them down? But they do that in the middle of the city. Or, you know, people like to carve their initials and stuff into trees, and that is so messed up. Or, like, climb them and stuff. Could be disrespectful if it's a religious symbol. Pulling the leaves off. Well, they don't have leaves. They are uh, coniferous trees. They got needles. Pulling needles off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Are there any uh, pine cones around, like, laying around? No. Are there any on the tree? You don't see any. I think these are 5G towers. (laughs) 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 No, they're definitely real trees. They're just kind of weird. Why don't we come back here, like, at night? Maybe they do something special under the moon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, let's let's note this. Oh, we could get falafel, bring it back to Matthias. Yeah, no. We'll, we could just come back here and eat our falafel in the, in the courtyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. The sun's about to set. What about the everybody else's order? Yeah, he didn't care if it was cold anyway. We'll get that, too. It'll just be cold, yeah. It's fine. We can warm it up. Cold falafel is just as good as warm falafel, my dude. Wait, Xander doesn't know what falafel is. Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. That whole thing. Wait, Ryan. The perfect thing is now you have the sound sample of Xander saying redacted. So anytime he, you need to bleep <laughs> him, you can just have it redacted <laughs> over it. Oh my god, I could use it for the intro and no one would have any clue. Until we got to this <laughs> point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright. So let's go let's go get some falafel. Falafel? Falafel. Is the sun about to set? Yeah, it's about time. You guys did a little bit of a walk through the city. You guys head over to the promenade. 
which is right on the other portion of this courtyard. You can see this place is very busy. They have these string lights going up that are very similar to Christmas tree lights that go all the way around this open area. And you find a cart that has a very long line. And by very long, I mean, it's only like 15, 20 people, but longer than all the other places. And it's got like this little wooden sign on the ground that just says Insomnia Falafel. That's my favorite kind of place. Just a little pop up. Man, tree duty chick was right. Let's get in line. While we're waiting in line. Jet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tree duty. <laughs> Isn't that what vegans do? <laughs> do I hear this? <laughs> I'm trying to whisper it at least. So she could try. <laughs> Give me a stealth check. Okay. I guess. 17. Blueberry, you don't hear this. You're getting these beautiful smells from the falafel stand, and that's all you're thinking about. After Sebastian says that, I'm going to look at him and just say, oh, I bet after eating this, I'm going to be pretty falafel. Eh? Eh? (laughs) Ah, Jack, (laughs) you're finally getting it. I'm going to pat him on the back. (laughs) (laughs) And just at that point, you get to the front of the line. There is a much younger kid here than you'd expect probably only like 20 or 30 years old but in elf sup guys uh what's good what can i get you who's ordering uh canoe wants some fries oh yeah fava fries <laughs> yeah uh matthias wants whatever's on this paper right here oh the fava special yeah uh and then i need a second to look at the menu i'm sorry <laughs> you look at the menu there are two things on the menu. The fava special and the fava fries. It's such a hard decision. (laughs) Hold on. We'll get four of those. (laughs) Four of both? Yeah. Okay. Can I get a double? (laughs) Double, double. You can't make that joke. We don't have In-N-Out here, Anna. (laughs) But you got it! (laughs) Yeah, because I want to go to In-N-Out so bad. (laughs) He turns around and there's like a small grill over there that he's got going. It only takes like a minute. He gives you a number. I'll call your number. And he hands it to you. Wait, 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 wait. Is he grilling fries and falafel? I don't know why I said grill, but that was the easiest thing <laughs> for me to think of at the moment. So he's grilling the fries. Nigel is upset. Xander doesn't know any better. <laughs> I'm very curious to see if Xander's going to like the falafel or not. I'm going to have to roll something. Takes a few more minutes. You guys are just seeing people hanging out. A lot of younger people here, you know, get in food. You see this couple that's currently in like a big fight. They're, like, starting to make a little bit of a scene. You can see, like, some patrons near you are, like, pointing them out, giggling as the guy is starting to cry. The girl is just angry and stamping her foot. And then all of a sudden you hear, yo, 231. Is that, is that us? Wait, what? can I figure out why, what's causing the breakup? Are they laughing at the breakup? Hold Do on. Do I get enough context clues? Can someone go grab the order? Because uh, I'm pulling out Daisy and I'm immediately, like, playing some chords. And then I jot down on my notebook of song lyrics, I can't believe I falafel you. What? It was supposed to be I fell for you, but it, it's not going to go anywhere <laughs> in his book. Could you imagine how awful it would be if you were in the middle of breaking up with someone and some dude pulled out a guitar <laughs> like starts strumming while you were doing it? <laughs> like taking notes on what they're saying back and forth so I can use it as the lyrics. Blueberry, give me insight. 
Ooh, yeah, dirty 20. You're able to hear a little bit, but there's a lot going on. You hear you and Jennifer. I can't believe you do that to me. And he goes, no, no, really, it wasn't nothing. Uh, More commotion. And then she's just like, this is the final straw. Get away. Oh, my God, he cheated on her. And this woman continues walking away and she she leaves the promenade. So you guys got all your orders. How much it cost? Four silver each. Okay. Each. Hey, it should be it should be five silver because Jack got the double. Hey, hey, he didn't charge extra, did he? Why wouldn't he charge extra? <laughs> you got double. Because I was a gentleman. When you said double, he just assumed you meant two orders, so you have to pay eight silver. God, come on, man. <laughs> How were you a gentleman? You just said make it a double. There's nothing gentlemanly about that, Jet. You didn't even say please. May I please pay just four for this double order? It's been a long time since you've been a real human, hasn't it? You've been in Hollywood too long, bro. <laughs> oh, uh, who's paying for uh, Kanu and Matthias? Listen. Listen, I'm running low. I already just had to pay stinking eight silver for this. All right, Jet's got it. Let's what? go, guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I will because he did give me the skeleton key. So I'll I'll count four silver as payment for a whole key. Where are you guys headed? Back to fountain. Moon trees. Oh yeah, were we eating this in the fountain courtyard? Not in, not in <laughs> the fountain. Stay out of fountains, guys, please. <laughs> You head back over to the courtyard. You find a nice little spot to sit down. There isn't full on like walls or benches around this area. There are just a lot of places to like sit down nicely. And it's actually kind of nice that there is no other plant life or anything here. You can kind of sit on just like small little patches of grass. And you do find real grass. Just it is an area away from these these evergreen trees. You can see that the group praying earlier is now currently at a different one of the trees. They were at the one in the northeastern corner, and now they're at the one in the southeastern corner. There's still one person in the front kind of leading the prayer, but now they're praying to the southeastern tree. It has started to get darker. It is dusk now, and you guys sit down to eat for a little bit. You're not in a rush. You're just taking your time. You can see that this group finishes up in the southeast corner, packs up their things, and then moves to the southwestern corner and starts praying there. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Finally, the sun completely sets and the moons really start to show and shine along this entire area. These evergreen trees start to glow. 
Now, they're not glowing themselves, but they're just reflecting these bright moon's light. And it makes this entire courtyard glow a nice white. It almost looks like the needles themselves are glowing. They are just so shiny and reflective and just reflecting it all over the place. This group finishes up at the southwestern corner. They go to the center and they all sit around the fountain. And the one who is leading the prayer is no longer praying. And they say, Thank you all so much for coming. It is another wonderful night in the Evergreen Courtyard. Expect to see you here tomorrow. Moon's praise. Does a little bow. And then everyone disperses. Are the guards still there? Yes. The guards have changed shift. So the woman that Xander had talked to is no longer at that tree. Did we happen to notice any birds or anything when we were out before? Yeah, I mean, you would have heard seagulls and stuff like that. I don't know if you would have seen any here. Not a ton of them come this far in. But there weren't, like, other birds, like birds that would roost in in a tree like this? I don't think so. Okay. I think Namora is going to try and go into one of the trees. Up high, up high, not, like, not, not near the ground. Is Nomura invisible? Let's say no. Nomura begins flying upward and then into one of these trees. Are they trying to be stealthy about it? Probably not. She just sees a big bright tree. Heads right up into the top and you can hear some of the branches move around. You can see the guards step away from it and they come out and they start looking at the top of the tree. It's bright, but it's moving a little bit. And they're like... That's not that's not normal. Birds don't normally like these trees, especially at night. The other guy's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Keep an eye on it. He goes back over and stands by the trunk while the other guy kind of stands up and he's just kind of like looking to see what is going on in the tree. Namora's just going to stay in there for a little bit. <laughs> Namora snags some of Jet's fries before flying up there and is currently just sitting Look on out! a branch. <laughs> Goddamn little minion. Hey, Xander. What up? What'd you think? Was it everything you ever imagined and more? Uh, they were good as hell. Damn, son. I was, uh, I think falafel might be my new favorite (gasps) fucking shit. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you roll? I'm just curious. I rolled a d20 and I got a 19, so. Oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah, I might have to hit them up for breakfast if they open. And to think, this is just grilled falafel. Wait until you have fried falafel back at home. And you say, what now? (laughs) (laughs) As you say that, someone's walking by. Oh, that means you just went to the cart. Like, there's a whole place that does the frying inside. It's just right behind the cart. You what? Man. (laughs) Why didn't anybody tell us? Ah, tourists. And they just walk away. My jaw is on the floor. I literally said, we're new in town. Why wouldn't you fucking tell? Like, specify, bro. <laughs> Back to the school, y'all. We, we good to go? Back to the school. You guys make your way back to Matthias's. Takes a little bit. First time at night in Faramore. Especially once you get off of the main island, it gets a lot darker. There are lamps and stuff and windows, but nothing too crazy. But you're able to walk up just fine. Kanu, as you walk up, pops out of the watchtower to greet you. He walks up and does like a small bow and he puts his hand out. You have something for me? I curtsy. I give it to Blueberry. Ah, Yeah, got you the fries. 
He takes them from you and he does a small bow. I curtsy again. (laughs) (laughs) Much thanks. Matthias will meet you in the foyer. Head inside. You can see he has a handkerchief tucked into his neck like he's getting ready to eat. You walk into the office and you can see he has a plate with a knife and fork next to it on his desk. You're back. Yeah, we're early. Um, decided not to go to the shipping place. And he goes and sits just in front of the plate with his little handkerchief on. Yes, yeah, so um, I know we have business to attend to, but did you happen to get Kanu anything from Insomnia Falafel? Yeah, we got him his fries. That's wonderful. Why? It's great you got Kanu something. Sebastian. Oh, oh, hi. Uh, yeah, here's this. I wasn't just Googling falafel, so I know what it looked like. Um, here. <laughs> he grabs the falafel and puts it on the plate, completely unwraps it. He opens up the whole thing of falafel, and then he cuts open the falafel balls to smaller pieces and then spreads them out in the little pita. So... Okay, so here's what we found. And he just starts nodding as he's just like huge mouthfuls. Do you want a drink? He good. He good. Okay. All right. So we learned from a drunk man. We learned that there's some sketchy characters around the dock. So we were going to go down there, but then we were like, ah, let's check out this other house. Nothing there. So we went to the lighthouse and we're like, oh shit, there's some things here. And then we got attacked by some, I think you called them drow. They were like some elfy dudes. They, they attacked us. So we dealt with them and uh, it was totally peaceful and nonviolent. Probably, Uh, you know, that's, that's it. Nah, it's, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was a little violent. Anyway, we found, I think, the entrance to the Underdark, or at least, like, a cave system that's going under the city uh, with a bunch of drag marks. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. If they're at the lighthouse and there's a tunnel system underneath. I guess that makes sense. Still scary. Yeah, no, this is all messed up. Matthias is currently wiping his face. He has already finished his falafel. Oh, wondrous. Thank you. Yeah, so, like I said, the drow tend to, you know, if you go through their cities, you got a chance of becoming a slave just because they do that. What? They normally don't come out of the Underdark to do so. They normally wait for people to try to get into the Underdark. So that's kind of weird. We probably don't want a slavery ring starting in Faramore. I think it's already there. Because, like, they've been getting shipments from, uh, I don't know, someone at the docks. We got, like, a manifest here. So I think we're already in this here in Faramore. Well, what are they getting shipped in? Olives. Whale oil. White onions. Oh, and nails. A lot of nails. Lots of nails. I mean, none of that sounds too out of the ordinary. Why would you need that many nails? (laughs) Why would you need a case of white onions? To feed people? Just onions? Who's eating just onions? No, it's, you know, it goes with the other stuff. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe they're making martinis. What? With onions? Yeah. That's, That's a thing. Is it? Olives. I know olives, but also white onions. I did not know that. What? What? Question, do we still have the manifest with all the different shipments and everything that they've been getting? Blueberry, did you grab any of that stuff? Uh, I don't think so. Damn. I might have written it down, some of the stuff that was interesting to me, but at least the most recent stuff. And now I have a very important question. Would Blueberry have written it down exactly as it was written? Uh, no, she'd just go for the information that was there. 
So we'll say you have that and you show it to him. What was that tears line? Oh. Oh, yeah. There was some cryptic thing. Tears must be doused when you run out of product. Onions. I don't know. They make you cry, right? How can you douse tears? I I don't know what that means. I'd need more context, and I, I just don't think I have it here. I don't think it really matters. I think if you've taken care of those in the lighthouse and you know your way into the Underdark, then I think we have our problems fixed, right? They can't come to get more shipments if they're dead. They're not all dead. We didn't. We we try to be non-lethal when we can. Not a fan of murder, so we lock them in their own prison. Also, question. Is it bad if they go in sunlight by chance? Define bad. Like, would it be, some might say, torturous to them if they were to be stuck in sunlight for a few hours? Would it be torturous for you to be in a hundred degree room for a few hours? Okay, so we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to make our way back soon. Nah, they're fine, they're fine. 90 degrees is totally fine. Like, they got the blanket, they're good. Is it really hot to them? It's not dangerous to them, it's just an annoyance. (gasps) That's what I was hoping, so it'd be harder to escape. Okay, I see what you did there then. They will not die from direct sunlight. Okay. Alright, well, let's let's forget about them for just a moment. Let's say we got the entrance to the Underdark here. What's our next step? Like, where do we go? What do we do? What's the plan here? I assume you would go down and start asking the locals or go searching on your own. Be careful. This is much more dangerous than Vendrea itself. I have no idea where the Nathrix will be hiding or where any of them will be hiding. When we went down, there was there was a tunnel and it branched off, one of which was like the drag marks. There were drag marks on the dirt that went along one side and then the other side was no drag marks, but there was like a flicker of light at the end. This was the first tunnel you ran into? Yeah. How deep into the earth? You know, like three stories of stairs. Huh. Well, you would not have reached the Underdark yet. That is probably a tunnel system that is not quite into the main cavern. How deep are we talking to get down into the Underdark if three stories isn't even close? Hundreds of feet. Dang. But if they're dragging through there, there's probably an opening. That would make sense. Okay, well, we should probably get an early start on sleep, huh? I guess so, if we're going down there tomorrow. Are we ready? No time like the present, right? I'm just worried about those guys in the prison. What if they get out while we're sleeping? What if, to make you feel better, would it be okay if we sent Namora back there to keep an eye on them? We wouldn't have communication with them. Yeah, he can't go that far, bro. Like, I'd have to be, like, outside the building. Wait, can he go that far and then just come back? Maybe he can go that far, but you can't communicate? Yeah, we could just tell him if he, if, you know, if anything bad happens, just fly back and let us know. We can try. I mean, you could tell them what to do, though, right? You know, you can't change your direction, but you can be like, go to where we were, like, keep an eye out, come back if something happens. Maybe? I don't know. Xander's just telling him to go fly out right now, see if he gets out there. Yeah, you just can't see or hear from it. All right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Namora, 
uh, go get some. If anything happens, report back. Deborah turns invisible and starts flying. Tight. Okay. All right, y'all, let's go to bed. Don't forget about your doorknobs. Oh, shit. I'm going to use Thorn Whip to... I'll just open all the doors <laughs> with Thorn Whip. You open all the doors. Sebastian, your torch would have ended by now, but you can easily throw in another one. And you guys go to bed and take your long rest. And you awaken level five. Yes! Oh my god. Level five. Level five. Xander, as you're getting dressed in the morning, there is something in your pocket. Oh boy. Uh, 16. You pull out a small nip of your favorite vodka. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he's simple. He likes Tito's. Well, bottoms up. It's <laughs> a nice way to start the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like six in the morning. Uh, actually, hold one second. One second. He's going to get an actual thing of Tito's, isn't it's, he? It's actually Bacardi, <laughs> but it, I don't have vodka on hand. So. I could do this right now. Yeah, well, you have to. <laughs> uh, bottoms up. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Gross. <coughs> Good morning. All right. From uh, down the hall, you can hear a you okay? I'm great. You drinking already? <laughs> no. Sandra, it's 6 a.m. I said no. Is Namora here? Namora would have come back one time last night before you went to bed to tell you that they're still there, and then come back this morning to tell you they're still in the prison. <gasps> oh my God, it's a miracle. Okay, let's go. Let's go. As you all. Join up. It is dark down in this basement. As you're leaving uh, and you're joining together, you notice that Xander's eyes are no longer brown. They are a deep purple. <gasps> Whoa. Someone turned the lights on in here? Xander. What? What's up? Why are your eyes purple? Where did you get colored contacts here? Was there something in that vodka? Vodka? Wait. I knew you were drinking. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Take a picture of yourself. Hold up. How am I seeing you guys right now? Is, is, are there lights on in here? No, it's dark. Well, you know, for them, for you. All right. Well, something's up then, because uh, I can see everything perfect. Well, you know, it's black and white. But Wait, the world isn't black and white? Am I colorblind? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> dark vision is grayscale. Wait, are you serious? What? Yeah. <laughs> That's why the Gucci shirt looks great to him. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to just say a real quick clarification. This was not the vodka. This was Xander's level up. So he gets he gets night vision now? Yeah. I got dark vision up to 120 feet, baby. God damn, Whoa, boy. that's oh. farther than me. Sheesh. That's dope that your eyes turn purple, too. I think it's called Devil's Sight, maybe. That's not concerning. <laughs> Xander doesn't know that. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So sidebar for flavor. Can they glow when I'm using dark vision, but then they're just normal purple when 
not using dark vision. <laughs> when it's dark, you want them to glow. Yeah, a exactly. Bit. Just like they, so that you could see the purple. <laughs> Anyone else feel like super well well rested? I'm feeling hype. Oh, retcon! You guys gave Kingsley his falafel before you oh. went to bed. Oh no! Oh, we got him falafel. I totally even forgot. Can we just give it to him in the morning? What? You just put it at the base of his bed, just right at the foot. He's still <laughs> sleeping. You can drop it off. It's breakfast in bed. I, I want to take his falafel and uh, just put it at the front of his uh, door and knock and run. He's gonna <laughs> step on it. Like he's gonna step out of the door into falafel. Good morning, Kingsley. And you guys head all the way back through Faramore to Tolaby Lighthouse. Blueberry, you said you would like to go in quietly. Yes. Uh, front door with the keys. Easily unlock it. Why don't you all give me stealth checks? No. Why? Oh, bitch. I'm going to regret this, but I'm using I'm using the dice that got two nat ones in a row. Why? Why, Ryan? It owes me, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's going to be an ass all day. We didn't get any special anything from that, right? You didn't use Pass Without a Trace? Um, I mean, I do have that, but I'm going to save it. I got a four. Uh, 16. 15. I got a seven. Oh my God, I did the best? Blueberry and Jet being the most quiet. Jet with the keys going in very, very quietly. Sebastian and Xander are making some noise outside, but because two of you passed, you guys are totally fine. I'm trying to think of a good jacket to turn my jacket into. So like some just have a lot of buttons or jinglies. So I'm just making a lot of noise as we're walking down. What? As I'm like switching between different jackets, trying to find the right one. Oh my God. In similar fashion, I put on the Piwafwi and I'm trying to get everyone's attention with the, yo, check out this magician drip. You guys really need to work on that. So once we get down into the tunnel, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Just sort of feel the earth with my hands and sort of ask the ground to be soft for our feet. Okay, okay, sorry. I'll I'll switch back and then I... (laughs) The denim vest is back. I won't change. I'm sorry. I'll flip up the hood. So you guys go down the staircase into the tunnels again. So what exactly is marching order? And give me all your fancy stealth checks. Give give Nomura 100 feet ahead of us. How about that? All right. Get on, little doggy, and send him forward. Ho, ho, ho! 27. 29. 13. Damn! (laughs) Did you roll a two? I rolled a nat one. Oh, God. Well, uh, Sebastian disregards his comment to Blueberry and decides to change again and goes, (laughs) and I'm just decked out in a full camo trench coat because I got a 34. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that you have this like bit of flavor where you just like squeeze real hard and it poops into your thing. (laughs) I like how you use that as the sound too instead of (laughs) instead of like putting in a sound. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to do it every time. So you guys make your stealth rolls trying to be real quiet. You head forward. Xander, you got Namora 100 feet ahead of you. 
Nomura comes up to that same fork in the road as before. The first tunnel going forward with the drag marks. The second tunnel coming, it's like a side tunnel that like connects here that goes off to the east that has a faint flicker of light still. Forward. Forward to the, the drag marks? Yeah. As far as like our actual marching order behind Nomura, I'll go first and keep my eyes open for anything weird. I would like to go last as the sniper. I'll go second. I'm quiet. Let us know when an hour has gone by. So continuing down the main tunnel, you start descending gradually in elevation. And you also find a couple more forks in the tunnel. The first one forks right and left. The drag marks continue towards the right. Uh. What do you think? Should we follow all the drag marks? I feel like the drag marks are going to lead to the drow, and I don't know if we want that or not. I mean, it doesn't hurt to scout out the other way. We know the drow are going to be at the end of these drag marks. We might as well see what's possibly safe. True. That's a good call. Hold up, hold up. Devil's advocate real quick. The drag marks would probably lead to their, like, base, right? Because, like, you're not going to bring your product to somewhere that isn't, like, important, right? True. Mm -hmm. If we're just trying to find where we need to go, we might as well just go right that way, right? Do we need to go there? I imagine that, like, the the main base is going to end up being, like... We're not looking for the base. We're looking for the Nathrix. I know, but it's going to be, like, in the town. We got to find the town. Is it going to be in the town? I don't know. That's where I'd put my base. It's, like, in the town. I don't think he exactly has an apartment in town. This is a monster. Matthias said we have to talk to the locals in the area to, like, find out more about the Nathrix. We're not Uh... looking for the Nathrix right now, necessarily. We still have to get to the Underdark, you know? Okay. Let's go to Jack Marks. Nomura continues down the right tunnel towards another fork. This one goes three different directions. The drag marks continue to the left. Well? Um, yo, does anyone have any paper? Why? We could, like, keep a map of this. We don't want to get lost down here. There are literally drag marks. Okay, but what if someone does something else? Like, what if we want to come back and, like, find the other Then they'll get rid of the paper, too. No, like, right? Keep a map for ourselves. Like, document where we've oh. been. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> How is Xander the most, like, well thought when he's drunk? <laughs> After he's had a drink? Because this is survival mode right here. Yeah. <laughs> Xander is keeping a, a small map of just what we've seen so far. Nomura heads forward, looking more into these drag marks. Ahead on the right is another opening. This seems to be as if one of the other tunnels from the last pork may have connected back to the main tunnel. At least that's what it kind of looks like. So you can see that these paths do end up kind of conjoining together in much of a cavern itself. And there's another pathway coming off of it, heading further to the east, as well as the drag marks are also going to the east, just in a different location. Well, we got to stick to the plan. Let's keep following those drag marks. Yep. This tunnel is the longest of those you have been in so far. It is somewhat winding and descends faster than previous tunnels before, and it opens up into a sizable open cavern, maybe half the size of the yard in the prison. Large stalactites and stalagmites take up much of this cavern. The rock here is hard. Some of the rock nearby is very dark, almost black. The air here is starting to taste almost stale being down this far. And at the other end of this mostly open cavern, you see another tunnel. The drag marks seem to be leading to this open tunnel. 
Let's keep going, baby. Does anyone hear anything? I've been listening and looking. This tunnel continues for just a short time before it opens up into a small rectangular room. It looks like this was carved into the ground quite recently. There are currently four wheelbarrows here, and marks where some others have been before. The drag marks lead to these wheelbarrows. At the end, opposite the tunnel you entered, there's a large black metal door. Whoa. (gasps) Oh my gosh. What's on it, Namora? Yeah, good question. What's on it, Namora? It seems to be locked. But it seems to be locked from this side. A large metal latch is let down to make sure the door is not able to be opened. Should we go ahead in? It's like a solid metal door? Yeah, it's like a solid metal door. Can I just put my ear up to the door to try to listen in just to hear if there's anything in it? Give me perception. 14. Doesn't seem to be movement on the other side. Hmm. So the locking mechanism is only that latch that comes down, you said, correct? That, like, bar? It's almost like a bar that you could just lift up and out of the way. Okay. And the the drag marks go straight to the door? The drag marks go to where the wheelbarrows are, and the wheelbarrows have paths that start from here and go to the door. We should open that. I'm starting to think this might be like a cremation kind of thing. What? I don't know if they're being dragged alive. But why would they lock a cremation thing? That's like to keep people in, right? But also, if it's cremation, there's nothing scary on the other side, so we should probably just open it to like check, right? At this point, we, we have to open it. How big is the door? Pretty massive. It's... 10 foot wide, 10 to 15 foot tall. Okay. Not trapped? Give me investigation. I'm the worst person to do this. 13. It does not seem to be trapped. Seems like there is actually a decent amount of movement through this door, so having a trap would be a pain. Okay, let's let's try to open it. Uh, I'll grab the, the bar and try to lift it up. Jet, with your strength of 16 or whatever you got, it's easy enough to do without a check or anything. And you're able to lift it up and over. Clangs to the ground. I'm going to pull it towards me. Drags against the ground a little bit. Outside of this door. Opens up into an absolutely massive underground cavern. So large so that it almost looks like it's outside. Even Blueberry and Xander, with your dark vision and improved dark vision, you can't even see the ceiling here. It looks like a starless night sky above. (gasps) There are large stalactites and stalagmites. You can see some of these stalactites coming down from the ceiling, but only the tips as they reach far higher into the misty darkness. There is a faint greenish fog here along the ground of this cavern that seems to emanate from some of the interesting flora. There are some small green trees that are barely five foot off the ground that look almost wet and dilapidated, along with some blue-green leafy plants. This fog doesn't help you see it all, but it doesn't really hinder your eyesight either, as it would just be as dark with or without it here. The doorway you came in from is built into the cliffside. 
it's essentially a wall that curbs upward behind you to start this massive cavern. There are wheelbarrow tracks here that go downward from this cliff face in almost a path leading towards what you can see to be a small city in the distance. If it weren't for the glow of the flames and the oddish greenish glow coming from it, you wouldn't have even been able to see this city. It's hard to make out many features. It is backed into an area of large stalagmites, has some stalagmites coming up from the center of the city, and has large walls, it's hard to tell exactly, but at least 20 foot tall, made out of something that is very black. Okay. All right. I would presume I have something with a hood on it by now, so I want to put up a hood and let's head over that way. I guess kind of sneaky. I'm going to hold Sebastian's hand so he can see. Thank you. Following these marks and heading towards this city, you can see a small path that breaks off to the left and then a path that continues to your right, which leads towards the city where you can see these wheelbarrow marks go. We've got to be in the Underdark now, right? Like, this is it. I think you're right. Looking like it. It would make sense. So do we stop with the wheelbarrow stuff? Or let's just go to the city and start asking people? The wheelbarrow goes to the city. Are we going to even be welcomed in the city? No. Probably not. I don't know. But we don't have any leads for anything else. We don't want to just be wandering around in the dark for the next who knows how long. Just looking for nothing. We got to see if we can find one friendly face down there. Well, if you guys want to go ask around, then let's let's do it. Okay. All right, let's go. Go towards city. Nomura into the darkness. Heading towards the city, you come up on a watchtower that is lit slightly from the inside. That no one is watching from the top, and a gate into the city that is closed. You also see three large monstrosities. Oh, the likes of which you have never seen before. <gasps> the light coming from the city barely bathes these things in enough light to see as the greenish fogs waft slowly in front of your view. These things are large, nine foot tall when on their hind legs. They have a body that looks like a huge beetle carapace, the head and neck of a large vulture. They have four muscly appendages that end in large hooked claws. One of these things is trying to climb the nearby watchtower and doing so with relative ease whenever it can find a spot for its claw to sink into. One of these things is feasting on one of five bodies in the nearby vicinity. The last is banging against the front gate to this city, attempting to find claw holds to climb the walls but failing to do so. These walls are sloped outward from the city in a way that makes climbing them extremely difficult even for these massive creatures. Okay, um, are they avoidable? You can hear chomping from the one that is feasting. Uh. And the one at the gates lets out a loud roar. (laughs) And for today, that's a wrap. Good roar. Spoop. Thank you all so much for listening. Join us in one week for Behind the Scenes and you can hear what we talk about and it's going to be lots because we skipped over so much stuff and that's <gasps> fun. Ooh, Underdark. Okay, bye. 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 bye.
Patreon.com slash CastParty is where you'll find loads of exclusive content from the cast and crew. Behind the scenes drops after every single Cast Party episode where you can hear more about our conspiracy theories, our thoughts on the previous episode, and behind the scenes info you won't get anywhere else. The After Party drops on the first of every single month for our patrons. If you loved our free episode of Yarrell's Super Happy Fun Murder Dungeon DM'd by Anna, you will adore the absolute crazy one-shots and miniseries we've got waiting for you. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll also receive access to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties with all of us on the release night of every Cast Party episode, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is Ashley D. But hey, if you want some Cast Party merch for yourself, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Shirts, stickers, water bottles, and so much more coming soon. That's cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks to see how we handle the monstrosities attacking the gates of this city. See ya! Oh man, this falafel brings me right back. You ever go to Jeski's House of Fire back home? They do this falafel that you dip into spicy queso and it's to die for. I used to go there all the time with Eric Five. He wouldn't eat the day before just so he could get a triple. I was always sitting there with my double thinking, wow, I wish I could eat more. St. E. Love actually got a job at Jeski's once. That's where he and Wartorn Knight met for the first time, and they changed the whole menu around to bring in more customers. They still do the queso and everything, but now they even do shawarma, and you can dip that into queso. Ebab Flow used to work there, but left to go make their own restaurant with Rosendo. They thought their brilliant idea would keep people coming in, just queso. No falafel, no shawarma, they just wanted to sell spicy queso. I'm pretty sure Sean de Jesus was their only customer, and even he said the queso was the exact same. So, might as well go to Jeski's. Man, I love food.